presented by Baseline Times Media. Yo, yo, what's going on, everyone? Welcome back to the Shoot or Pass podcast. I am your host, Chevy. My fellow comrades are here. Demario, Marcus, how are you gentlemen yo, doing yo. this evening? Yo, LeBron MVP, that's it. The GOAT. That's all I got to say. I'm starting it off. I'm starting off hot, hot and heavy. Yeah, it's been hot a long time heavy. since we've, we've been together, and there you have it. Because everybody was popping off. And, like, here's the deal. Miami, they started <laughs> slow. You feel me? The Cavs started slow. Like, that's what happens. Teams need to adjust. Teams need to get a chance to, you know what I'm saying? Like, oh, let's see how this guy plays. Let's see how this guy plays. Lakers got off to that slow start. Everybody was blowing me up, texting me, blase, blase, blah. And, like, what's happening? You know? Of course, nobody can predict these terrible standings right now. And for all I know, the Lakers lose the rest of the games. But, yeah, uh, LeBron MVP. And I'm, I'm wrong about Toronto. Uh, shout out to Kawhi. He's proven me wrong. Kind of like that. Marcus, what do you and have to Cleveland's say about falling that? Apart. Cleveland's falling apart, like all LeBron teams do. Michael Jordan retires, his team wins 55. Cleveland won't even win 12 games. Jordan slander always. Peyton Manning effect. What can I say? 50 games for L.A. That's true. I agree. 50 for the Lakers. I won't say 50 for L.A. I'll say give me like a strong 48, 49. Give me, okay, give me 50. <laughs> See, I, at this rate, the rate they're going, I think, I think 50 is reasonable. Nope. Not I think it's 50. reasonable. I think I'll it's the middle of the pack. Someone has, to, someone has to rally the troops against LeBron and tyranny. I mean, going back to what the Mario said, these stadiums, these stadiums are very strange. A lot going on here. Um, I mean, Houston is just at the bottom of the Western Conference. Granted that, you know, the Western so Conference, the Western Conference, you know, obviously is gonna, was going to be a dogfight this year. So pretty close to record-wise for most of the teams. I mean, had the Rockets be in the East, uh, they'd be pretty much sitting in the top eight. But still, sad story. Lot of it's confusing. It, it's not like to be honest. I'll keep it a hundred. I don't really watch basketball until like the All Star break. Like I'll pay attention to some games. I'm like, but I'm not gonna really take any of this. Like last year, this time, well, not this late, but last year. Remember when like Orlando Magic were like, like where were you guys? Like five and one or something? All those hell this mm-hmm. year. Like you know, like you know, they've been a lot better. So right now, teams are still meshing. The NBA is at that weird point. It reminds me at the end of the Lakers dynasty. Like when it was like the Lakers and then uh, like when they lost to Detroit, then when the Spurs won and then when the Heat won. It reminds me, I think it's going to get into that again. Like it's trending in that direction. Of course, the Warriors are going to win this year, but I think that this summer is going to be massive. And I can see a lot of players, teams, all this kind of stuff moving. And the NBA is at like a pretty solid point because there's a lot of young stars. There's a lot of like veterans like it's weird to call Blake Griffin a veteran right now but like you know watching him ball out him and Andre Drummond so yeah the NBA's had a really dope part and shout out to Oklahoma like first place right now I did not expect that at all right absolutely and speaking of veterans and those players getting old Dwayne Wade little hype behind Dwayne Wade this week as he played his last game against his banana boat buddy his wine drinking buddy LeBron James on the floor of the Lakers Staples Center. 
And uh, we've tabled a debate that has been shelved for a while, and that's uh, one that Marcus will speak on here in just a moment. But uh, so far, what, what do you guys think about uh, just like his legacy and his career so far? I mean, I, it hit me like that moment last night when it was like, you know, it almost seemed like he was about to just retire right there and then. But like, damn, like, I remember watching Dwayne Wade as a rookie, like watching his first playoff game, his first playoff series. And like, literally, I watched him from like beginning to end. Like, that that's. That was that was crazy for me. It's kind of one of the first superstars like I've seen. I remember seeing from like, oh, that's a rookie. Like his Marquette run. We talked about that before the show. I think it was just so crazy. Like to think about it. Like wow. Like I legit saw and and recognized and realized and grew up with with one of these guys like Dwayne Wade. And you know, shout out to D Wade, man. Like my friends always make fun of me because I had a poster of Dwayne Wade. It was from a, I think a Sports Illustrated, and I think he was in uh, some. Like a, like his little fancy suits or whatever. They used to make fun of me saying, "Man, Sherry didn't even have a, a poster of Dwayne Wade in uniform on the on the wall." <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "Yo, man, D Wade's my dude. <laughs> D Wade's my dude." That's man. a Chevy move right there. That's like yeah. that's a pretty funny Chevy. I can really see that. Like not yeah, even that is, a picture man. of Michael Jackson in street clothes. <laughs> yeah. For real. I mean, he has he has Dwayne Wade in his jail suit, like straight up, just yo, like it's straight up, man. D Wade was my dude, man. Like I had, uh, I remember like one of my first pairs of basketball shoes that I was I really cherished was um the con when he was a Converse, and you know yeah. it was one of my good years that I played on a travel team, and um you know I just got these shoes and the match was black and orange because our team colors were, like orange and, and green. It was like yo, I got the D Wade, man. Like let's go, like so like yeah, me and D Wade, I mean. Obviously, when Shaq joined and the Heat won their first championship, the rivalry with Florida teams, like, I can't stand the Heat, but, man, shout out to D-Wade. That's all I got to say. Yeah, D-Wade. I got to go see him. Yeah, he's my guy. He's he's my favorite shooting guard of all time. Uh, love him to death. I think I always say that, and I know Marcus is going to continue this, that Kobe's better, but D-Wade's prime, I think D-Wade's prime, like those prime peak, that 06 to 09, was like something special. Like it was I don't think ridiculous. I like it was crazy. What sucks is like injuries, because man, that guy was special. Right. I think he could have been a little bit better too. And the thing is, like, he was a weird mix of time for D Wade. D Wade is like, um, what's per Albert Pujols? Okay, you're Albert Pujols. You look at his stats. You're like, wow, this guy had a great career. When was he ever the best person in the league? That's right. You're right. 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 And then D-Wade was just all around. Like, and at some point, he wasn't just a guy that would just get to the basket, draw a foul, or, or just have a pump fake and, and just kill you with it. I mean, the guy was chasing down blocks. Yeah. Like, he was straight. He would be a, more of a defensive like those, demeanor. Mm-hmm. He had those T-Mac years that overshadowed him. He had those Kobe years, of course, that overshadowed him. But I, I just think, you know, that finals run, when they were down 0-2. Man, that was incredible. The Mavericks, and he just played... Like, no one's played in the finals before. Like, that was the finals performance of all time. And people don't even bring that up, really. Because LeBron I, I is overshadowed. Because LeBron. Remember, that was, the, like, the greatest until LeBron went on this. I mean, he, he went. He like, lost. That was, he no, lost. I'm just saying. No, no, no. No, I mean, LeBron. I'm sorry, I, mean, like, I don't know what I came from. The 3-1. The 3 what? But No, like, I, I mean, he, he. I mean, damn, that 06 was crazy, especially with, like, Shaq. You've never seen Shaq being the second best player on the floor. I think he averaged, like, 39, 8, and 4 or something like that. It was crazy. It was something crazy. Yeah, and he's – and what was crazy is he locked up. He played 
both ends. Like I always say, like nowadays, these players, the reason why I've taken a liking to Kawhi Leonard and the reason why I like like Anthony Davis and like a Joel and like a Ben Simmons is because they're actually out here playing against the opposing team's best player. Right. Yeah, no, I I definitely one of the things that, yeah, especially with D Wade too, is that he didn't he didn't hesitate. He didn't hesitate to come in and you know, lock down some of the best players. Um but I, I mean I just think it's a, it's a good legacy legacy is a good story. Um I mean he's been on Olympic teams too. It's, it goes beyond just, you know, in the finals, just the Miami Heat. Um he's well well respected. I think that he's have he's one of those guys as when you look back in history, you're gonna be like, look, people are gonna respect Dwayne Wade. It's not a matter of it's just another chump that played with LeBron or, you know, collected a few rings. It's I mean No, nah, he's a great dude. And what's dope he is and what's dope is he did it without him. He's always consistently been like a top ten player throughout most of his prime, top five player. Like, you know, I mean he's always been like right there. Like in my opinion, top twenty five player and number three shooting guard. Like he's right, right there. The only my only like thing with him is that if those injuries wouldn't have held up, I, I'm sorry. Like you know, if his body would have held up, it would have mm-hmm. just been like that much greater. That was like the sad thing for me is you you saw like in that 2013, 20 you know 14 series where he was just he just wasn't the same player. And, and I think a lot of what people need to realize too is that like he kind of like helped pave the way for like LeBron a little bit. He kind of took the backseat, oh, yeah. right? Like. You know, I think like that's why you see a lot of gratitude from LeBron. Cause come on, man, like you spend that much time, you establish yourself in Miami. It, it, hell, they call it freaking what Wade County for you. And then here comes probably you know arguably the best player in the history of basketball and in the current modern day. He's coming to you and saying, "All right, we're gonna form a team here. Let's go bring on Chris Bosh." And it's like, you know, how would how would do you guys react to it, right? <laughs> like, would you guys be like, "All right, well, I've been here. Like, what's up? Like, am I gonna lead this team?" But he literally was like the teammate to say, you know what? Like, let's do this, LeBron. Like, I'm all here to to to, to make something happen and, and build a legacy too. So like let's go out and win some rings. So like hell, LeBron made what? Seven straight finals, eight straight finals, you know, and part of that was because the Wayne Wade kind of said, come through LeBron. Let's do this. So the I Wayne Wade, like, one of the most honoring one of the most that selfless, is, is awesome. Yeah, one of the most selfless players, one of the best teammates. Like I always say, him and Steph, you know, like, you know, I talk a lot of shit about Steph, but what they did letting these two mega stars come to their cities, take over, like, I, I personally couldn't do it. I have too much ego. <laughs> I'm like, nah, I'm yeah. good. Like, I'm fighting. I'm like, nah, we in the parking lot. We got to throw bowls. So Ask, y'all, y'all have to, y'all have to realize what kind of life Steph and Dwayne Wade live. That's they have, true. They have everything they need. And they never get the blame, no matter what. Like today, my boy. My boy, he said, who is Kevin Durant? I said, Kevin Durant is the Alex Rodriguez of the Warriors. He is. Like, 100%. He's the guy to where we all know that A-Rod was better than Jeter and blah, 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 blah. And when we lost, it was on A-Rod. When we won, it was on Jeter. Even if A-Rod can go five for five with a grand slam, it didn't matter. And, it, and, that's, what, and that's why I always go back to KD is going to win a ring and he's going to dip out. Because he wants to be respected. Even with all these rings, he's still fighting children mm. online. He'll forever be doing that because online never stops. Yeah. Like, 
so it's one of those like super funny things. But yeah, shout out to uh, you know my guy Dwayne Wade. Thank you for all the years. I feel like he retired tonight, like or last night. Just yeah, for the fact I mean, that that's, it was that's you know it just was dope. Just you know like that a, was a really yeah that was a really dope thing to see them. And I love how at the end they you know played defense against each other, and Dwayne Wade had a chance to you know hit the shot to send them in overtime. So that was dope. Yeah, that's definitely just what I got too, man. That's what kind of like reality kind of hit. You're like, wow, man, like. Literally from like, you know, when they start going back on, you know, this shooting guard from Marquette and then it's like, you know, he was drafted by the Heat. And I just remember watching some of the series, his first playoff game, some of the buckets he's hit. And then, you know, like D Wade always had a thing for the Magic too. Like that pump fake, like it got every Magic defender. He it's just the fourth quarter, he would always come down and own us. It Y'all didn't have defenders. Stop lying. I mean, look, man, I did it to the Knicks too, okay? No, he did. You have no proof. <laughs> no Yo, proof. That head no fake. Proof. By the way, that head fake in year sixteen is still like perfect. Oh yeah. Like oh, yeah. he gets. Last night I saw him. I'm like, yo, that's something. It's it's like you know it's coming, and you're like, oh, there it is, and it's every defender I mean, knows it too, and it's like it still gets them to this day. We all see it too. But in. Yeah, and at least with uh, Dwayne Wade, so you're putting him top three, Demario. Oh yeah, for shooting sure. guard over time of all time. There, what, what about you, Marcus? Are you? Uh, are you edging, top two. You're edging him out top, top two. What about, your, what, about, what about your Kobe hot take? Um, are we gonna who? bring this off the shelf? Who? Oh, here we go. Here goes Co- who is Kobe? Here goes the slander. Is Kobe Bryant? Here goes the slander. What a Kobe. Match. The match has been lit. How is Kobe in the gym and never had a better shooting percentage? I know. That's always been my – I wish that Are I could honestly – I always, I always question because I was reading this thing and they were saying that Andrew Wiggins is like – they say that he lives in the gym. And I'm like, you can live in the gym and be doing all the wrong shit. I love Kobe. You know? I respect Kobe. I really do. But I just, you know, if you're an imitation, can't ever – I can never really respect you all the way. But Marcus, yeah, Kobe has five rings. Does he? Uh, he didn't have LeBron. Or does Kobe and somebody else have five rings? D-Wade, you know, had LeBron James. He had Shaq. Well, Kobe had Shaq, too. That. I remember D-Wade alley-ooping to somebody <laughs> in this picture. The greatest yeah. of all time. LeBron Ramon. Don't get it twisted. <laughs> Is he, though? Can we? Can we Yo, oh, let's wait. talk about AI's top five team because this kind of hits all of our points right now. Let's actually talk about that. I'm down to talk about that. I feel like he lumps, he lumps a lot of our players into that. He did. It was very interesting. And then so he, had, he had Jordan, Kobe. Yep. Shaq. Shaq, Curry. Curry, and... Was that LeBron? Yeah, LeBron. Yeah. Oh, yeah, Magic, too. Didn't he have Magic? What is the six man? Oh no, Curry and Kobe six? over Magic. I'm sorry, Curry and Kobe over Magic. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because yeah, that's what it was. That's why people were upset. Yep. Did you take- I'm not. I'm not mad at that. I'm not. Here's the deal. I'm not mad. I've accepted. I've accepted that Steph is going to be in these conversations. Mm-hmm. He's the greatest shooter, in my opinion. Correct. And I don't really mind if you pick a team with Steph over Magic, because in my opinion, they, like, they're both were hidden in their 
defensive schemes because Magic played no defense. For a guy his size, for a guy his size, you would expect Magic to own, right? But they said that he wasn't big enough for the forwards and he wasn't fast enough for the guards and they would hide him. They had Michael Cooper, they had mm-hmm. Worthy, they had Scott, and they would hide him the same way the Warriors hide Steph. So I'm not mad when people start. Of course, I will still pick Magic just for the fact that I like the way he runs the team. And Steph really isn't like a – he's a point, but Draymond runs that team and Kevin now runs it. Right, right. But but I still would – you know, yeah, I mean, I could see that. I mean, right now I have Steph as my number two point guard all time. Like his accolades and his awards and everything just pile up every single year and he's just getting better and better. And I can no longer hate on that. Yeah. I'm, I mean, I'm on the same boat too, uh, tomorrow. It's It's hard. It's – when I saw the list, I wasn't even mad. Like I usually, like you know, last year, if you, if I, if I would have looked at the list and be like, I'd be like, Harrison, really, man? Like Curry, I, I've just became accepted too. And I think a lot of what we've seen from, um, you know, from the the finals, the playoffs. Look, honestly, like Steph had some big games. You know, had one big game in the finals. I mean, he still was up there too. I think the last two finals have favored Curry and kind of drove drove his stock up a little bit. And um, I mean, I do the guy had thirty eight points the other night. He was just pulling up ridiculously. Um, I think it was against Atlanta or whatever team they were playing the other night. It was just that's a weird team because it's like I think that they've all depended on each other so much to where even when they're playing against like let's say the fucking Hawks and Steph is out or Katie is out, they'll kind of play down to the team because they all depend on each other in a really weird way. It's the weirdest team because. I'm like, yo, you still have Katie and Clay out there, but it's weird because Katie and Clay really don't mesh together. It's I don't know. So then our question is: Steve Kerr really that good of a coach? Hmm. Hot you know? takes. Like, is he really? Because like, <laughs> I mean, we've watched like Tyrone Lou with LeBron, me, you, Chevy, Juan. Thick Chris and fucking Gabe, who I'm going to fire his ass up later on. You know, we've watched LeBron win with us. So now you have Steve Kerr that it's like, oh, it's a little difficult when, when, you know, Steph is out. I'm like, bro, how is this difficult? You still have, like, Draymond Green, one of the best defenders, Clay, probably the number two shooter of all time, and KD, who's one of the greatest scorers of all time. You're still playing with this crazy team, a deep bench. So I question, is Kerr really that good of a coach? Or... I mean, what's up? Maybe it's like maybe it's like you know how you had the um, the Planeteers. Maybe like Golden State all together is Captain Planet, but individually they're just Planeteers, man. And you just don't get that better version of them until they're all yeah, together. It's like weird, right? Because you, you, you would. You need <laughs> I think a lot of I think some credit needs to go to Steve Kerr at least for the management of, of uh, personalities and. You know, oh, yeah. there's a lot of behind the scenes things that with Steve Kerr we that we don't get to see on a normal basis. So I think there's some credit that needs to go to him there that he makes it, the team work. There's dynamics that that he brings to the team and it works. You know, I mean, talent wise, I mean, could anybody kind of step in? Like the questioning of you know, when, obviously when Luke Walton took over for a little bit, like the, the hell, that's when the team that was the, the time when they went what 24 and 0, right? When Steve mm-hmm. Kerr, it's like, oh, do they really need Steve Kerr? Any, you know, the debate came about. Well, do NBA teams really need that much, you know, of a head coach. It's not even necessary to have a great head coach, but I think I think credit needs to go to Steve Kerr at some level, at some rate, to say, look, he's got player management, and it's not 
it's not easy when you got a Draymond Green in the locker room. You got KD popping off on Twitter and then going back and forth with, you know, Draymond Green. So I think there's, like, at some point, I think the mo- one of the most reasonable people on the team, obviously, is Steph Curry. So, you yeah. know, kudos to him. He's a little bit more reasonable. Klay Thompson seems to be a little more of a reasonable human being. So those two personalities are a little bit more easier. And it's like, hey, guys, like, look, like, we understand. Shit's going to pop off. But, like, oh, we got a bigger... I don't know. Like we talk about this now, and we like it, come June. Like these guys are just like, "Yo, like what's good?" Like you yeah, guys were laughing at us in November, but time. we're here. <laughs> like you guys are laughing at us in November, but look, we everything's well, cool as the other side of the pillow. Yeah, and here's another I, chip. I mean, I personally, because even when I like when I listen to some of like their their press conferences and whatnot, I and this is going to sound crazy. I'm not going to say any NBA team is purposely losing, but I could see them purposefully losing just to fit that narrative. Cause even in, when you listen to your, to their press conference, you would honestly think that they're playing with us like three and like my great aunt, like after a, like you, cause they're just like, man, you know, we just, we have so much adversity being the champs every night players play up to us. Like, bro, you have four of the top, 20 players and you're about to get the best center in the league coming off an Achilles injury who might be the fourth best center now. Like, come on, you know, like really, like, are you really out here? So I can, so I can see them really. It's like, you know, it's like somebody who was born into like the Rothschild Kennedy or Rockefeller family talking about adversity of growing up. What you grew up, you <laughs> like you were born with a billion dollar spoon in your mouth. What adversity do you have that Saks Fifth can't close down the whole store when you come in the shop? Like, come on now. You know, what adversity are you really facing when you have this team that's been to the finals all these straight years, when you have all these great players, when you have this great system? Like, so I can see them kind of playing down or playing up to that, resting players. Like, was Draymond really hurt for those 11 games or was it nine and they just said, all oh, rest them? You know, I don't know. Wait, and I, and I, you bring that out because I, I thought about that with Steph Curry. And I'm like, look, like, okay, like he's this little growing injury, and then he's like, oh, there's going to be at least a minimum of another ten days. And it's like, like the Warriors, you guys have time to kill. You have it's November, like no one cares about basketball right now. You know, college football is in the swing of its championship games, and you got Go you know, yeah, you got these you know uh, NFL playoffs. It's like you know, it's, you know, like they're quiet. I think what they're doing is they're just kind of hanging around. I mean. Obviously, not losing on purpose. I think, I don't know. Like, if you create a false sense of, you know, like we're having a like a false sense of a struggle. I don't know. Does that help? For me, I need things to be authentic in life. So I don't know if that helps a whole lot. You know what I'm saying? Like, the more if I'm like, yo, like let's just fake, kind of fake, like we're going through some things right now. Like right now, you know, um, we can't get this podcast done, you know, let's just act like we're, you know, we're just too lazy to do it, but, like, you know, we we can't get it done because we got so much going on, like, publicly we put out a tweet. It's like, I don't know, how do you feel, do you feel like authenticating, like, if we like, kind of falsify some of that, it just doesn't, I don't know, like, it doesn't help fire me up, personally. Like, I don't know if that's, that's kind of retarded if you ask me, if they did that, like. That's true, yeah, I mean, of course, I'm not, but. <laughs> no, I, I see know. your I mean, point, just, I see like, your point, but I feel like, I don't know if like that's so such of extreme measure to say like, well, let's try that out and see how it works. Because I feel like there's certain points in the season that'll happen, um, and then I don't. They haven't really had any big games to kind of like measure themselves too, right? So it, they haven't. We've seen them play OKC the first game of the season. Westbrook didn't play. Um, you know they haven't played the Lakers yet. Um, that's a big game. I mean, it's just some of the teams that we're going to... I mean, Houston's kind of <laughs> shit in the bed right now. I, I don't know. Like, they... 
if you look at it, it's like, it's not really not their fault. It's like, well, they're kind of like looking around like, um, what do you want us to do? I guess we'll just make some fake shit up and just say, you know, we have some issues and kind of stay relevant in the news. <laughs> Plus, it's the hardest part. It's the hardest. You ask any person who's tried to three-peat or who have three-peated, it's the hardest thing to do. Like, how can you get up for this? You know, I mean, you watch Shaq and Kobe when they tried to win that fourth one. It was like Shaq came into camp overweight. Him and Kobe were fighting. Like, it just was like yeah. Carl, Carl Malone, Gary Payton, like, you know, at that point, you're so high, you're like, man, like, what's higher than high? <laughs> you know? Right, right. But I, I mean, I don't know. I would say, I would say the words just bored. They're looking around. They're looking around. They're trying to figure out who's going to who's gonna entertain us sooner or later. I think that's what it is, too. But that's a good question. I think, I think Kerr, I think Kerr matters a little bit here and then. Um, you know, it's crazy because then too, like, you know, kind of staying with the Warriors here, they have some of their, you know, other guys or role players are getting their burn. Um, you know, Quinn Cook, um, some of these other guys that just, they're getting some burn. I mean, they put up big minutes in the playoffs. I mean, if they need to come step in, they're there, they deliver. It's, I mean, it's a, it's a well-oiled machine in Golden State, but as I believe you all agree, probably somebody budges and, and pieces out. Mm-hmm. In in uh, sometime in July, so we'll see what's popping there. But the Western Conference, uh, apparently, in the hands of the uh, Oklahoma City right now and the Clippers, depending on who wins or loses on a nightly basis. And um, you know, shout out to some of those teams out there, guys like Memphis, um, Dallas, man. You know, and we'll talk about the rookies towards yeah, at the end of that the show here. But tough. man, like I really like the way the look- rookies are looking. Um, it's, it's definitely showing here a lot. This is a fantastic class. It, yeah. it absolutely is. And um, you know what? We always talk about our disappointments at the beginning of every season, and somehow Minnesota doesn't fail to prove us right um, so far, just talent-wise. I know they lost Jimmy Butler. I mean, Wiggins, obviously. Lost Jimmy Butler or Dame not having <laughs> Jimmy Butler? Yeah, I mean, that's true. They gave away Jimmy Butler, but, you know, just one of those. I think Utah is struggling a little bit here and there. You know, thirteen and fifteen, they're good. I think that you know, unfortunately they look so good for the last couple of years, but right now, you know, at the bottom of the barrel right now out, out west. I just um, think a lot of teams are overachieving right now, yeah. and I do think that Utah is a team that overachieved last year. Absolutely. You know, I, I don't really think that Utah was really that good last year. I just think they overachieved a lot. They wrote the Donovan Mitchell train, but now teams know how to play them. I mean, let's keep it real. Donovan Mitchell, that dude is just. I mean, he's like a good player, but I mean, he very is, one note. he's very, he's one dimensional. He's going to just chuck, 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 chuck. Teams have kind of figured out how to play him. And yeah, I, I don't really think they're going to be too much of a factor. Right. And one of the things I hope that happens this year, and I, I think I kind of assumed it would happen last year was the fact that we're seeing the rest of the league kind of catch up. So like you did have the Warriors, and then you had your you know two or three superstars on the team like Russ and, and PG and you know Melo last year. They, they were slated to be you know top five, four, whatever you want to put them at. And then you had your Toronto in the East, Cleveland with LeBron, and then the Boston right with Kyrie over there. So it was like here's these select few teams. Everyone else is kind of like eh, but I felt like this year things are starting to pop. It's like all right. Teams have developed like your Denver core, like they're there. 
like that core is looking great. And mm-hmm. then, you know, uh, Luca comes in with Dallas. It kind of gives them a little boost there. Um, we kind of expected San Antonio to start to fizzle out just a little bit, regardless of having DeMar or not. So, I mean, your Western the Conference is just catching up to them. Yeah, I think your Western Conference is, is – the, the ties are changing, certainly in the Western yeah. Conference. I, think I said it. I said it earlier. See, I said it's a – you know, it's that it's that weird – bro, it reminds me of, of right after the post-Laker dynasty when random as fuck, you're like, oh – Detroit Pistons win. Oh, the Spurs win. Oh, uh, uh, whatchamacallit wins. Uh, uh, the Heat. And then who was that in 07? The Spurs again. Then in 08, who was that? Uh, uh, the Lakers. Lakers, back yeah. to back. Yep, 08, 09. Yeah, Lakers back to back. Yeah, so remember that was just like a, you know, it was like that weird time where we were just kind of getting into like the new era of players. And if you think about it, that's kind of like how this is now. Even you know, you have like all these young guns that are, you know, out there balling hard. Right. Like right. balling. But these dudes is eating. And then kind of shifting over to the, the Eastern Conference, you know, top of the show, we mentioned, hey, tomorrow he said he was wrong about Kawhi. Look, I'm almost a believer. I know it's only regular season. Um, but Toronto, Milwaukee, I mean, these are two teams right now that I'm I'm looking at. And I'm like, okay, th- this is this is what I wanted to see. I mean like Giannis, Kawhi, these are the two guys. I think I think they're two easily the two best players in the Eastern Conference right now, like hands down. And I think Philly's a little second fiddle. Like I said, I'm I'm I was a big supporter of Indiana being in the fourth spot. That's exactly where they're at right now. I know Victor Oladipo, he's out, you know, with a knee injury, and and hopefully he can get back quickly. But uh, I I like I like what I'm seeing from the Eastern Conference. I, obviously, it's a little bit of the Eastern Conference in a sense. I mean, few and far here and there. But I don't know you. I, so far, one of the questions I wanted to ask you guys too on this show was, um, Boston. Is it too early to judge them? I mean, they're 16 and 10. It, I, they're right there. I mean, they're not completely out. I know they had a little rough start. They're about 12. What they were 12 and 11. Um, they've won six games now in a row. Um, is there anything where you, you know, Demar? You think Boston's so shaky, or you think that it's a little no. too early to judge them? No, Boston. They they have a great problem. It just was you like you're getting all that talent back. You try to get in, you know, Gordon to come in. I think that right now Boston needs Gordon to just be like, you know what? Let me be the sixth man. Let me, I think bringing them to start the season and like, like just kind of sending them out there just was like, I don't know. You know, I think that, uh, I don't know. It's weird. But one thing I will say, I know a lot of teams are kicking themselves. I never understood the logic in saying, no, we're not going to trade Jalen Brown for Anthony Davis or Kawhi. Those are for sure top five players in the league. I don't ever think Jalen Brown is going to be a top five player. I don't think no. that – I remember when uh, Phoenix went and trade Josh Jackson for Kyrie. And, of course, it's hindsight now, but I've always been – you know me, I'm a Yankee fan. Trade every fucking body. If you can <laughs> trade – if the Yankees can trade, especially like an unproven rookie who you really don't know or, or, or like a draft pick. And, like, you're looking at something now and you're like, wow, like back in – like last year this time it was like, oh, like, you know, Anthony Davis for Jalen Brown in a pick. And now you're looking like, damn, maybe they should have made that, you know, trade. Right, right. right. 
I think just, I think Boston's a weird team. I don't think they have anybody who can lead the team to a championship. Yep. Just have a bunch of really good players. I agree. Like who on their team do you think is is in the locker room saying, "Yeah, guys, we're winning the title this year." Kyrie or, said it. What? Kyrie said it. He said, "We I wish I had like a veteran. Yeah, I wish exactly. I had a year 15 player." Well, I thought that's why Kyrie wanted to be, you know, Away from LeBron. Like Kyrie is the guy who shows up to the gym, balls out, like, okay, we want cool. <laughs> you don't really, like, he's not the guy trying to rally you who at the end of the bench ain't even going to play, but he'll say, you know, LeBron will come up to you and be like, you're going to make a shot tonight. And he knows you're not even going to play, but he has to make sure you're on the team page yep. and hyping everybody else. Kyrie doesn't care. He's the same guy and one, and, one of his own team. And again, that it, it sounds good. Like, you know, like when people say things like, for instance, like, you know, like when people like pass away or in your family and you, know, like, you reach out to your boy, like, hey, yo, Marcus, condolences. If you need anything, let me know. It sounds good. But if Marcus calls me and says, hey, D, you pay my rent, I'm a forward that nigga. Then bless him. <laughs> you know, like, that's just a fact. I'm like, you know, so it's like Kyrie when it's like, oh, I want my own team. I'm mad at LeBron because blah, 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 blah. And then you get your own team and you have to be a leader. See, here's the thing. My dad taught me a long time ago that not everybody can be a leader, right? Like, there's some yeah. people who just, that's just not in their deal. Like, Allen Iverson is my favorite player of all time and probably one of the worst leaders and one of the worst. He is, you saw how Melo and JR were acting when he went to Denver. Like, you, you know, like, <laughs> like AI, Allen Iverson isn't a guy who I'm like, yo, that's who you got to model your, like, your game. No, this yo, dude was yo, drinking, wait, wait, wait. smoking. He was, like, wilding out. Like, and, and, and it worked for him, but as far as leading the team, that's why his teams never really got – like, he even said it. How, how, how me practice supposed to make my teammates better? Actually, that is <laughs> – actually, that's how your teammates get better. Like, that's actually how Scottie Pippen became the greatest defender ever is because he guarded Michael Jeffrey Jordan, you know? So it's like a – Yeah, is there some alternative universe where J.R. Smith never meets Allen Iverson? Man, I hope so. That really ruined him. <laughs> Can we imagine that J.R. Smith? Like, imagine if J.R. Smith isn't in oxygen-deprived Denver at 3 a.m. drinking Henny and smoking weed. Do we have a different J.R. Smith? I think mm, he is. Yeah, maybe. Man, that's a scary thought. What if he could He could have been Clay Thompson? Could have. Could have been Steph Curry? Yeah. That's the thing. He was really on his way. Like they said, Iverson had them boys out wilding out. J.R. Smith was balling in Denver. Like, yeah. balling. Balling. Someone needs to look into that. Balling. Carl Malone, Malone didn't care. He was too old. He's an old white man. He didn't care. He was too, he was sneaking around on that man. Yep. Someone needs to do a 30 for 30 investigation. For real. We need to figure <laughs> out what happened to J.R. One night in Denver. <laughs> and and then it'll all lead to. I don't want to play for the Cavs anymore, and we'll never see J.R. Smith again. He needs to go to China for real. Like, if anyone needs to go to China, it's J.R. Smith. Like, he will flourish. I think he'll average like seventy in China on ninety shots. Yeah, I was about to say ninety. It'll be amazing. <laughs> shut, man. Shut <laughs> J.R. Smith man. versus entire teams. <laughs> Poor Jr. Man, yeah, he was that dude, man. Those Denver days were amazing, and he's he's the same guy, right? That was uh, he has that charge there where he's suspended for uh, driving under the influence. 
yep. in Denver. So. Was that post AI or pre AI? Um, I want to, I want to say post, but I'm not a hundred percent. See, I want to say there might be something to this because he was on his way out. I think of Denver at that point when that happened. So I think it was his days in Denver were limited, anyways. But I mean, kudos to him. He's still in the league. Got a ring. Can't complain. Shout out to shirtless Jr. He did his thing. But uh, speaking of him, you know, he's been, they've been very mom. I mean, he's pulling a Jimmy Butler. He, he's like, I'm out. I'm out. He's about to be on his way out to China. You guys are right. And the Cavaliers, yeah, I mean, 6 and 21. Oh. Damn, I mean, man. China's a good backstop now. It's the second biggest market, pretty much. And really, yeah, it's, it's, it's definitely come up and coming. It's there. like if you can retire from the NFL and actually go make money in the CFL. For real, right. damn, that's a ooh, hey, that, man, that's a. You know, so many people will be doing that. Like, come for on. real. Like, if Tim Tebow could have made some serious money, I bet he'd be in the CFL right now. Hey, that's deep. I never really thought about that. Shout out to Tebow. Shout out to the Gators. We're not going to talk about UCF on this podcast, Marcus. Why? Because we because we about had this bowl game and y'all not. Wait, where, where you at? <sighs> Where, 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 where's your school at, Chef? Chef, where you at? <laughs> Chef, I'm, I'm just my didn't attend UCF. My, team, my team ain't taking L's. <laughs> years. You know, years. You're right. You're right. Yeah, if you guys win this bowl game, that's what? Probably two years without a, without a loss, huh? It's already two years. So, yeah, you're since, right. Maybe lost since Obama's been in office. Yeah, you, you might be right on that. I'll check you on that one later. I'm on Definitely. the uh, Young Alumni Council after this. <laughs> I'll check you on that later. All right, gentlemen, how about some early player awards? Um, early MVPs. Who you got for me, Marcus? Who's your early MVP so far? Um, y'all going to be shocked, but I mean, it has to be LeBron. He's just carrying that no-nothing team. <laughs> that team is trash, bro. They're so really, bad. There's really nothing. Yeah, I mean, it's a bad team. Like he's averaging eight in the fourth. It's just like it seems like it's really weird because you watch all their games and you're like, how the hell is this team winning? Like if I give a co MVP, I'd give it to Westbrook and uh, George. For George has been like headed, George has been yeah, killing. Yeah, yeah, the two headed monster they've made in OKC again. I Shout out it. to Paul George for sure. Let me ask you though, Marcus, if you're gonna go um, LeBron at one, who's like a close like second place for you? Paul George or Westbrook? I really think those really? two okay. just no, that's fair. Like Paul George is averaging career bests, and Westbrook's putting up a triple double. Like that's fair. Maybe two could be Kawhi. I mean, if you wanna, if you wanna take you know his being you know. Not having someone of that caliber next to him like Paul George, I guess you could say. Right. Up in uh, Toronto. Right. Even though Lowry was balling at the beginning of the year, but he's in a slump right now. Lowry, uh, yeah. I mean, I would do, I mean, I would do uh, LeBron and then uh, the Greek freak. Just for the oh, fact yeah, that. Yeah. But I give the Bucks a lot of, you know. Uh, like, the Bucks I mean, got I, before, like, before I respect I know, them. I know. But I give them just a lot of just. I mean, I didn't think they were going to be this good. And then Kawhi, like, mm-hmm. you know, I got to give Kawhi all the props. The dude's been – he is the best two-way player in the league. He is an MVP caliber player. He is, like, he's a really fucking good player. Like, <laughs> I do balls. Well, 
what's really odd with me though too, which you might be surprised is like I I kinda wanna give this to and the reason why I ask you your second runner up, Marcus, is because mm-hmm. I I'm favoring I'm favoring Kawhi a little bit only because of the twenty one seven record and so far. I mean he he really is balling, but then there's some nights where that team looks really good all around. So I'm like leaning mm-hmm. towards Kawhi like first, but I mean I'm gonna go with LeBron and then Kawhi for right now. But I can't I don't know. Like I feel like it's a tie for Giannis and Kawhi at second place. Like I, I gotta give kudos to the Greek freak man. Like he's balling. I mean Granted, the Bucks are in second place. Kawhi gets a nod just because he's leading a little bit over them. But I think this is going to be a fun. This will be interesting. This is going to be a full season that we'll definitely need to see out of these these guys here. I saw some of the the rankings there where they put KD at the second spot, and I was like, cool. I don't know how that. Yeah. I don't know where KD comes into play. I mean, I I get Curry missed some games, Draymond missed some games. I mean, there's definitely some games where you know. They didn't have Draymond, they didn't have Curry, and, and you know, KD just lit it up. Like, I get it. Like, I totally do. But, I mean, once that team comes back at full swing, I mean, Durant's going to kind of, you know, dwindle down probably fifth, sixth spot at the most. But um, I, I think our top three we're looking at, definitely, would you guys agree? Giannis, Kawhi, Braun at one so far? Yeah, 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 definitely, 100%. Like, and, like, here's what's funny. I didn't even ex- – of course, you know, I picked Braun. I picked Braun just, like, to troll. And then all of a sudden, I was like, all right, yeah, this team looks pretty bad. Then it just seems like in the fourth quarter, they just, they just somehow – I think the, like the turning point was getting Tyson Chandler because he gives them that crazy, crazy presence. And, like, he's a defensive player of the year. He's, like, a champion. He's from L.A. He came over, and all of a sudden, like, that second unit, their defense – because there's times to where Alonzo can't hit anything, but his defense, he's probably the best – defensive point guard in the league right now right. like the Duke can lock up so I personally don't ever think that Lonzo and Ingram are going to be where we think they can be but this team is like becoming like a really good I read something the other day like they were like the ninth best defensive team don't quote me on it but I was like damn I, like this team is starting to lock up yeah I think that was the one thing we knew that this team was going to be able to score like LeBron so the ball was going to be able to get up and down the floor like like nothing, but defensively, if they can get locked in, I think they'll they'll hover where they're at right now in the Western Conference. But a lot of from what LeBron, I mean, it, their fourth quarters is pretty much the ball's in LeBron's hand. I mean, it doesn't matter what what he's doing, whether he's passing or shooting the ball. I mean, he's he's pulling up from like the other night, you know, with Shannon Sharp said he's pulling up from San Diego with yeah. some of these threes and just bombing them. I mean, but yeah, fourth it's fourth quarter, LeBron. I mean, it's probably the best time to watch a Laker game, honestly, and um against some of these teams. I mean, the Lakers the Lakers are in these games. I mean, granted, they, you know, some of the scheduling, you know, it's not the toughest of a schedule. Um, but these guys are, you know, they're in the games. They're not getting blown out. Uh, there's no, you know, if they're down double digits, they're coming back in the game. You know, obviously a lot to do with LeBron. But the minute he sits out, and you know what kills me, though, DeMario, is the fact that uh, Magic Johnson comes out and says, Hey, you know, we don't want this to be the Cleveland Cavaliers all over again. You know, yeah. not the exact quote, but I don't know. It kind of drives me crazy. I'm like, well, are you gonna make a trade or is this? Yeah, for <laughs> this real. Is, <laughs> this is the Cavaliers' point too over in the West Coast, you man. You know what? You know what? And like Marcus and Gabe will agree. 
it's the Peyton Manning effect because even in Miami, when he had Wade and Bosch, even that second unit just still, I don't know what the fuck it is. It's like, damn. Even with Wade and Bosch, that second unit, he, his second unit, it seems like when he goes out the game, the, te- the team just falls apart. It's crazy. I've never seen it. Ever, ever, ever. And we always, we, and the thing is, I'm always going to say, look, they can get better, right? And they did start off the season, you know, with about uh, three losses in a row. I mean, that's the most that this team has lost in a row. It's just three games in a row. Um, you know, it, it looked pretty ugly starting up. I think that obviously there's signs of them getting better. I mean, the last game that the Lakers have lost, you know, by some kind of significant amount was the a uh, couple weeks ago um, in Denver. They got blown to smithereens. I mean, who doesn't sometimes in Denver? But after that, they kind of picked up the pace. They won four games in a row. Um, that was a four-game homestand, so they did well on the road, or excuse me, at home. And then, um, you know, their last loss was about 13 points to the Spurs. But, I mean, so far, uh, LeBron's the MVP there. Shout out to him. And then uh, the the Raptors are heading west, so I think coming off of the um, West Coast trip there, we'll see how they do, especially with Kawhi at the helm there. Yeah, and for me, hands down, Luca, wow. Like, I picked him. I didn't think he was going to be this good. This guy's incredible. Mm-hmm. Like, this dude bought, like, he is eating. This dude wears number 77. Who is this dude? <laughs> Luca is, hey, this kid is firing people. Like, he's more advanced than Dirk at this age. He's more advanced than Peja. He, this dude, I mean, wow. This dude be eating, bro. He reminds me, he reminds me of like Antoine Walker. <laughs> like, I like just like sloppy Paul Pierce body. Looks like he never, like this dude gets busy. Now, he, I want to say this about Luca because uh, we've heard of him about a year and a half, almost two years ago. Cause uh, our, our John, John had was highly engaged in the magic, definitely drafting Luca and, um, I want to give him all the credit in the world because, you know, I didn't sip the Kool-Aid and um, probably about the month into the NBA season, I was like, yeah. I mean, look, here's the thing. We saw them in the highlights. Like, they ran and raved, like, his ability, but I didn't think it was this good, like, it, to be good in the NBA. And it was like, I'll give that. I'll, give, I'll admit that 110%. I mean, he's shooting 42% from the field, 17 points a game. Um, he's shooting prime Kobe numbers yeah. as a rookie. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's like you know, like I, you know, and and I think well, I think I think he's definitely hands down like rookie of the year. I mean, one of the guys like I want to give credit to because I definitely was talking down on him was Trey Young. I, I think Trey Young deserves some credit though. Like me I, too. I agree. I agree. I got to eat my words with him. Yo, shout out to these guys though. Like th- I think this is like one of the greatest class we've ever seen in a, a long time. Yeah, dude, this class is like Colin Sexton is balling. Uh, that uh, shy whatever Alexander's balling, Marvin Bagley's balling, Alonzo Trier. I don't know. I knew he was going to ball because he was killing it at Arizona. He just got some fuckboy stuff. He's balling. Jaron Jackson. This class is yeah. Deep. deep. Wendell Carter Jr. is starting to ball. I think he's going to ball a lot harder now that uh, Laurie is back. Uh, yeah, like this class is nice. This class is really, really, really. And I did not. I don't know. I did not expect it, but they're coming in and they're just, it seems like every night you're like, damn, that rookie put up this, that rookie put up this. And a lot of them aren't looking like rookies. <laughs> they coming out here that, like Colin Sexton. I love Colin Sexton. He's probably my favorite player in the league right now. That's the biggest like, thing too. And it's like, like 
Remember a few years ago? Remember before? Remember before Westbrook was Westbrook? And I was like, yo, he's like my new, I just like that Westbrook feeling. This guy, Colin Stexman, goes at he, he does, yeah. And I like it. He's aggressive. That's the biggest thing is like you look at these players and you're like, hold on, wait a minute. Like some of these rookies are like up there in the top 10, you know, point steals, like, you know, assists. You're like, wow, like really? You know, and I think that's a lot of what we're seeing. The tires just kind of turning too. And then, you know, you mentioned Jared Jackson, you know, before the season, I kind of evaluated some rookies to look, keep an eye on. And like Jaron Jackson was one of my rookies, you know, the Memphis yeah. Grizzlies right now, you know, sitting in a nice spot in a playoff spot right now. And, um, He's been able to start in 24 games. He's averaging 25 minutes a game, um, you know, 13. And um, he's averaging 13 and, uh, let's see here, four rebounds a game so far. Um, but, you know, a couple of dunks there that he had, highlights almost two is two blocks a game. I mean, and then the reason why I kind of focus on him is because I feel like this, you know, we had, what, Eight of the top ten there look more of like bigger players, right? Some of the stretch fours, some of the you know, centers like Aton, you know, Mo Bamba. You know, Jaron Jackson was one. I think Jaron Jackson kind of got overshadowed by a couple of those guys I mentioned. So I would look out for him too. Like he's he's the guy that I think that I'll come up here and then the rest of the season to look out and as a rookie. But I mean, hands down, Luca, um, like a runner up, I don't know. Like it's hard to have a runner up and no one I think Luca's like a little bit up there like he's top notch i don't think anyone's kind of taking that away from him right now oh, yeah. what about you marcus Who, who's your rookie fire. rookie of the year no i agree it's luca especially because he's helping my fantasy team uh beat up on you guys it's fantastic uh i also think he's in a great system in dallas it's going to be beautiful for him they're used to you know foreign players down there already um and i can't wait to watch him be a nick in a few years i mean uh, <laughs> i can't wait for him to be in dallas it's going to be great Nah, and it's dope because I feel like it's a it's a feel good story with Dirk kind of like I mean it's pretty crazy how that happened and what and I always argue people on Twitter because I'm like yo it's a good situation for both Atlanta and for both Dallas like mm -hmm. I feel like there's, people there's no expectations right now for both teams it's fantastic people are always like oh well, who won sometimes both teams can win like you know OKC won with Paul George because he resigned and. You know, Indiana won with, you know, uh, Sabonis and Depot. So it's like, like, there could be two winners. Like, you know, I mean, there hasn't, you know, there doesn't have to be like, oh, who won the, who won this? Oh, it's cool. It is dope. And Trey Young's making me eat my words. Like, yeah, he has some terrible rookie nights, but man, that guy can shoot and he can pass. He can pass, pass, pass. That guy can dime. I did not think that. I mean, just seeing him in the NBA, like, atmosphere in the game, it's like, you don't think that you can translate over, but like, the short time frame, right? So they, they were drafted in June. It's like, we're in November, like, I mean, excuse me, we're in December. It's like the month of November was like really good for these guys. Right. And it's like that, that was like their first, you know, October, November is like the first two months. I mean, this isn't happening, you know, sometime in March or April, like, Oh, you know, Trey Young's finally coming around. It's like, nah, these dudes are doing this within the first today. couple. Yeah. Today. So like, yeah. I think it can only go up from here. And I think like the league is, you know, that tide is turning. It's, th this drive class is awesome to see. I mean, you know, I didn't, I don't get to see too much of Aton, you know, Shout out to my uh, Chris Thompson, man. Shout out to your cousin, man. Phoenix yeah, right there. Kid. Had to shout him out. But, yo, shout out to, to the Suns, man, because I, I don't get to see many of their games, but, like, just being able to, like, hear and kind of see, you know, peek at them, how they're doing, you know. You know, I, I think that the league's in good hands with this draft class so far, and um, these guys can only get better. And, you know, 
God willing, we make sure everyone stays healthy. That'd be awesome just to see them for a full season healthy. Because again, you're going to have that MVP race. Now you're going to have the rookie of the year race. I mean, Luca's at the top right now, but I mean, it could be any, you know, these guys can catch fire at any point in the season. The opportunity is there. I mean, these are the teams. The Dallas Mavericks had the opportunity for Luka. The Atlanta Hawks had the opportunity for anybody, goddamn body, to get drafted and have an opportunity there. So their rebuilding stage is bringing Trey Young, giving opportunities. Awesome. 100%. And I love that teams are like, just go out there and play. You know, like it's. Yeah. If you make a mistake, if you do a turnover, like whatever, just go out there and play. I think that's what's what why why hide someone on the bench? You pick the guy in the top ten. Why are we hiding him on the bench for? Like, yeah, you know, that get, never makes sense to me. That uh, never makes sense. Where I'm like, you got this crazy talent. Send them out there, man. Let them play. Let them play from day one. Because all of the greats that we know play from day one, especially in the NBA. It's totally different than quarterbacks and all that other kind of stuff. Send them out there, man. Let him play. Let him ball. Let him make mistakes. Let him have a ten turnover game. Let him get dunked on. Let him, you know, have that terrible six you know six fouls and you know 10 minutes let him do that and then he'll be much better because come march april these rookies are going to be like you know sophomores and then the, the more the merrier should the mavericks even sneak into the playoffs this year i mean that's you know we can go ahead and point to luca as one of the main you know sources and reasons why they're even there so that's even more you know more to the resume dad from the first year he comes in and does that, um, that that would be good to see. And then another marketing point for the NBA to have him in the playoff as well. Um, you know, obviously we're arms length away from there, but you know, shout out to them though. Shout out to the rookies, gentlemen. Uh, we're up at that point in time for our shout outs. Do you need slander session? Yo, well, you guys want to make it a slander session? Shout out to Gabe Lloyd. Hell yeah. Right? So here's the deal, folks. We all know that this year, Demario D. Jackson, the fantasy legend, the great scrub, the great what white, the great oh, white knight, the trash. dark knight. I've never uh, seen anything good about this, man. Heath Ledger's greatest cousin. You know, I've had a bad, I've had an off year in fantasy. I've been really bad. I've been shitty. But every single Tuesday, Gabe, a.k.a. Labe Lloyd, would send me a text message, a very passive-aggressive, a, yo, bro, hope all is well, man. How's that team going? I'm about to whoop the team. I'm about to whoop the league. I'm about to blah, 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 blah. So anyway, I unsubscribed from the group because I didn't want to see none of the slander for me. And I didn't know who won. All of a sudden, I'm talking to Chris on the phone, and Chris tells me that Gabe lost. And I lost it. I called Gabe, and I said, do you know what's going to happen tomorrow? So I fired his ass up, darkness. And I told him that he will never be a winner. Never, ever be. You will never be a winner, Gabe. You will never be a winner, no matter what. And, uh, yeah, shout out to Gabe for losing. And I'm, that's all I care about, to be honest. I'm ha- you know what? I, I, I feel like one of those super losers who's like, well, as long as the Yankees don't win, I'm fine. That's what I feel like right now. That's, that's who I am, and I'm okay with it. So Gabe didn't win, so I'm fine. I don't care who wins it. You know, every Wednesday, this man would post some slander. Talk about he was going to bring home the championship. <laughs> Talking about, green all Talking about green texts will rule the world. Like, just, just out of left field slander. And this man was trounced in the first round. Has the first seed, shamefully, dishonorably, despicably. Terrible. He should be ashamed of himself. He should. Gabe Lloyd. Every, Gabe. 
This dude is like this dude is like the Buffalo Bills of fantasy football. Like, how are you that bad, bro? I mean, he was talking he is, so he is much. The beginning of the of the decade, Atlanta Falcons first yes. seed, and then just nothing after that. It's Matt Ryan's it. Just like, like, what's going on? <laughs> you were up twenty eight to three, and then you lose. Oh. So yeah, shout out to Gabe. I hope you're reading this. I hope you're viewing this. I hope you're. I hope you just. I hope tomorrow. I hope all your trains get canceled. I hope your <laughs> headphones break. I hope your phone screen uh, falls in water. But I hope your you know? shoes don't fit. For real. Oh my gosh. I so can't yeah, even be mad. Like Gabe's my boy, man. But like, man, he Dave was man. talking. The no, weekly slander was too much. Weekly, like, every weekly. weekly. The the cat's out the bag. Like he, those text messages. No one knew about those. Like every Wednesday, I had to check my Facebook notifications and just see his face there in yep. that slanderous shades, talking about yep. some. It's it's gonna be my year, twenty nineteen, new me. Man, like I can't, couldn't deal with this. Mm-hmm. This this is what happens when you when you play in our fantasy league. So get advised, ready for it. Be advised. But wow, he did really did slide in every Wednesday. D every Wednesday, man. Wow. He was just like you really super casual. Sl- Super casual too. He would be like, "Yo, bro, what up? Hope all is well." I'm like, "Bro, don't come, don't come at me with that, dude." Dang, Gabe, I can't don't even defend you, bro. That. Hold on, let me find his last post in the Facebook group. I can't don't even defend him, man. That's, Accurately slanderous, man. That's too. Don't come at me with that. Yeah. So great podcast, fellas. This was awesome. Love you guys lots. 